Thanks for calling Shrimp Envy, where our shrimp are so good, they'll make you blush. How can I add a bit of spice to your tank today? Hey there, I'm looking to turn my tank from bland to grand, if you know what I mean. I've heard you guys are the masters of shrimp seduction. Ah, someone looking for a bit of aquatic romance. You've called the right place. Our shrimp aren't just any shrimp. They're the Casanovas of the aquarium scene. Sounds titillating. But will your complete envy shrimp food keep the passion alive? Oh, it's the equivalent of shrimp aphrodisiacs. Packed with all natural, organic ingredients, it's like a candlelit dinner for your shrimp every single day and night. Hmm. Maybe I should set the mood with some Marvin Gaye while I'm at it. Absolutely. Create an atmosphere of romance. And if things get too steamy in the tank, our no-fuss-return policy will cool things down, no questions asked. We like our shrimp happy and our customers happier. Well, I'm sold. Time to add a little sizzle to my tank. Thanks, Shrimp Envy. Anytime. Visit Shrimp Envy to start your risque aquarium adventure. And remember, when it comes to shrimp, keep things spicy. Shrimp Envy, where your tank isn't just water, it's a love potion. Dive into the fun at shrimpenvy.com and use promo code AquariumGuys at checkout for 10% off your order. Welcome, one and all. We are in Studio B in Perham, Minnesota, and Jimmy and Adam both have apparently lives. It's a uh, Friday evening, and they find other things to do with their family and concerts and other things. So I am sitting here in the studio, happy to have some sturdy replacements. So let's do a big round. We have today our special guest and uh, topic for the evening, Fernando Edwards. How are you, friend? I'm good. How are you doing? I am so good. We had... Not real tacos. They were tacos, I think is what, what you would call them. Hard A. Tacos. I'm, I'm thoroughly bloated for the podcast, but uh, thanks for coming on. And again, your specialty business is Fernando's Aquatics, and you're pretty well damn known on the internet scene. I got uh, got to say. Now, I'm in Minnesota, and we've been friends, so maybe I'm a bit biased. But I mean, I have friends across the country that has messaged me about some of your products and that we need to get you in the podcast. So now they can shut the hell up. All right, I'm talking to you guys. So thank you again for coming on. And then we have bystanders in the audience. Uh, Dan, as always. Howdy. Hi, friend. And Nathan, now we you are known as uh, a bug. What is it in Discord? Bed boy. Bed boy. In the Discord. I was going to say bed bugs, but that's And seems... also a uh, beta nut job. That was me. That was you. Yes, sir. That, that was, was you. me. Were you uh, some of those guys that were trying to go on fish lore and uh, working yourself to go speed running, ba- getting banned? Uh, no, I was practically just, I don't know. I just made that separate account just to play along with the joking during that discord. Cause I think I made it at the same time within probably 10 minutes of when well, they were talking about it. Well, if you're listening to this, we have a fish community for the aquarium guys podcast in discord. If you haven't heard episodes before of me talking about it, get on there already. Clearly we're having fun. 
AquariumGuysPodcast.com. Bottom of the website, you will find the link for Discord or even in the show notes. Join up and join uh, Bed Boy. That's and the more I say it, the creepier it gets with some more uh, shenanigans. And a uh, question, since we brought up the top, I brought up the topic, who was the one that was doing the speed runs on getting banned in fishlore.com? <coughs> I can't remember. But whoever did it, what was the post, Daniel? It was, uh, hi guys, I need help. I'm setting up a 10-gallon tank for my black arowana. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I bet you the whole place. Yeah, that's, that's, down. that's somewhere. I'm thinking 10 gallons too much. I might, I might uh, downsize to a five gallon. Do I do once a year? Uh, water changes and uh, eight feedings a day. Okay, <laughs> some, some, it, it was yeah, it's something to that, like that that regard. So <laughs> I'll have to find it. I don't encourage any doxing to any website, but Dan was that funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, normally this is where I would uh, say something politically uh, inclined, like you know the latest law of some sort of species control, and then get Adam to get pissed off and rant, and then I ask Jimmy about some. Sp- rock concert and then you know how he got pissed off at PetSmart. but since i don't before we begin the podcast anything fishy related in your lives recently dan or nathan just acquired my parents fish when they moved over they moved from indiana probably three weeks ago had them mixed in with my 40 gallon breeder and my 29 gallon that i have they have a grommy a couple of cherry barbs and a cory cat and a golden nugget pleco so a bunch of bread and butter stuff, and then one really nice high target item. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And fortunately, well, unfortunately, uh, my parents thought they were a lot smarter than they than they are about fish. They walked into a fish store and they saw a cichlid that they wanted to put in the community. Didn't call or talk to anybody like me or anybody about it. Threw it in there, and yeah, they had a mass massacre of uh, neon tetras within ten minutes of that. I don't know if you've heard on the podcast before, but we call that the Thunderdome yeah, around was, these parts. Yeah, it was pretty bad. But thankfully, I think I might be able to get rid of those cherry barbs. So they'll quit eating my uh, guppy babies. Call me. Yeah. Call me indeed. You can definitely have them. Uh, how about you, Daniel? Getting a little antsy. I think we need something new. You know, I want to see if we can find some local species. Well, that me sunfish or... That one uh, listener did want to know about our bathroom uh, saltwater tank that you built. How that's going. It's alive. It's alive. It's alive. Since you're not describing it, I'll describe it. Every time I take a dump in my own bathroom, I get to watch uh, what I like to call King of the Hill. It's just a, you know, micro hermit crab wrestling dome. So that right next to the shitter. So uh, if you're wondering what I'm doing so long in the bathroom, it's cheering on or betting on the on the particular hermit crab that's winning. Well, survival uh, of the fittest. Since we're on an absent episode, I also meaning to finally introduce our uh, fully onboarded and hired editor, Dalton. Welcome to the podcast, my friend. Uh, you've been on here a couple times, but uh, now you got a formal introduction. Welcome, one. And two, can you give a brief description of yourself? Yeah, well, thanks for having me. I live, live down here in Florida where it's hot and sunny and miserable. But, you know, I've always been into into the hobby. My my parents never were, so I had to get into it. And I've got, I don't know how many tanks I've got right now, 14, 15 in the house. I got two of them sitting empty, got to fill up. They're ready to go. So don't have any in my bathroom, though. I think think I might have to, might have to get me a little uh, bathroom tank. So what we got to do, just for the, the sake of this bathroom conversation, because I'm sick of getting made fun of, is I need pictures of you guys that have bathroom setups and submit them in to aquariumguyspodcast at gmail.com. And from the submissions, I'll probably let this go for maybe a month. So we're recording this on, oh, close to Thanksgiving. So we'll say Christmas time. 
I will draw something out of the hat and uh, from one of your guys' submissions and give you guys a prize. What should I do? A t-shirt? Extra credit for for every picture that has a turd in the toilet in the background. Oh, and throw that in there. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to put out there, no one needs to be shitting in these photos because I do need to share it out to the public. So please (laughs) make, make them decent. Uh, But we do want to see your bathroom aquarium setups. Well, Fernando, thank you for coming. You're actually in person. You're not like joining in discord for this. You drove all the way up from Minneapolis to uh, bunk town. Nowhere. Welcome. Hopefully you didn't hear too many banjos. No, it was a good drive, honestly. It's a nice uh, nice cruise down the freeway. So, Fernando, I know a bit about you, but I'm going to pretend I know nothing about you for the sake of listeners and the podcast and do my best here. So, number one, you're well known uh, on different social media platforms and specifically known for live bears. Tell us more about your fortes and what you're known for. Fortes? Well, I mean, I guess primarily right now I'm known for keeping wild type species. Live bears, live bears in general, mostly for conservation reasons or efforts. I am also known around for keeping or reselling freshwater aquatic fish, more of the uncommon rare species, Brontogobias, those types of species, hill streams. So when did you start your business? You have a Fernando's Aquatics is what you're known uh, known by on yeah. the business side. Yeah. I want to say I started it 2017. I had about maybe eight nine tanks and now i got a whole basement full of probably about 40 50 right now and then after this expansion it's gonna be about 60 tanks so we'll stop there what is this expansion tell us more about what what your plans are for the lair i can't i can't go into too much detail about that right now but i'll I'll be letting people know soon and as as everything gets together come on man it's not that top secret you can tell us something give us a bone I'm going to be doing a lot of shrimp. Hey, a whole yes. lot of shrimp. Shrimp are amazing. Yeah, right, well, I love shrimp. We'll, we'll, we'll leave it at that. We'll keep your uh, top secret stuff uh, more majority under wraps, but we appreciate the sharing. So here's the real thing, right? You have a successful online social media business where you actually sell these fish. You started in 2017, but what people don't really realize is that you're 20 years old right now. So this is uh, what 2000, 2017 math's hard for me. So five, six years you've been doing this as yeah. a, actually as a business? Probably about five, four, four, five. I actually sell a fish. Rolling the, roll the business. Yeah. So how in the world did you sit down and talk to your parents and go, yo, mom, get this. I, I, I can start peddling some fish. And she's like, oh, you do whatever you want, honey. You know, how does that go as a kid? Because when I was a kid, my mom did not let me sell fish. I mean, as a kid, younger, I used to be heavy in the reptiles. So... Before I even had any fish tanks, I always had about eight, nine reptile tanks. And then it started out as about eight, nine fish tanks, came up to probably 20, built a rack, and that's a whole fish room dedicated to it. Repeat that if you can. Okay, no. It started initially as probably about, as a hobby, probably about nine tanks. And then over the years, it just became an addiction. So over time, now I just, I've been adding tanks. So your mom's uh, let you start with reptiles, and I'm assuming that you reptiles don't proliferate as much as fish. So maybe you'll sell one or two things when you're at different swaps. Is that how that began? For the reptiles, it was never really selling. It was more of keeping them. So she was already cool with animals. Then we yeah. got into fish. Yeah, I've kept. I've, I've always kept animals my whole entire life. So when did the light bulb go off that you want to be uh, come essentially your own fish store? 
not going to become a fish store anytime. Oh, brother, you already so, are. You're, you peddling fish online. You're you're a store, but no one can walk in. No, initially when I got into the hobby is, I, I want to say, probably about 20, 20, around 2017, earlier, I started working at Tame Waters up in St. Paul. Sure. And I was working there for a good minute. And that's where the... That's where that's I, where the passion got in. Then yeah. you started your own name. Now you're now you're pedaling through your basements and got quite a name for yourself after all this time. Yeah. So you're in your basement. I'm assuming this is your parents' basement. And I'm 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 asking these questions because people are wanting to know how someone so young does that breed at home business or collect at home business. So that's the real deep dive I'm trying to get uh, at because we're our listeners are are dying to know how they can tell you know their wife or significant other how they can make a fish basement. Much less how you managed to do it at, you know, 15, 16, sir. My mom right now still doesn't, like, she she, she doesn't, she enjoys the fact that I have fish. She doesn't like it, the fact that I've taken over her entire basement. So it's still a point of contention. Like, come on, I want part of the basement back. We really like to do some canning. Please, Fernando. No, it's it's, it's my basement. It's like, it's not how she imagined everything would be. No, but she's cool with it. Yeah, but she's cool with it. All right, so you started the business, and you just did it from the collections you had. So if you thought it was cool, you bred it, you collected it, and then you sold it online? Well, so a lot of a lot of what I do is I breed, but I also uh, get fish in to resell. Or I work with local breeders and resell fish from them. So how many uh, local breeders do you think you work with at the regular? We'll say in a six-month period. Because some breeders, yeah, I'm assuming you work with once a year. Yeah, um, it, it varies. I'd say right now, in a six-month period, I'd work with probably local breeders, probably seven or eight. Nice. Different different species of fish. Bring them in, do different quantities, and then you breed some of your own as well. So what, yeah. what breeding projects do you have right now? So right now, a lot of what I have right now are wild-type black bears. I've got Lemia. Um, Lamia and Agrofasciata, the humpbacks. I've got a couple uh, Xiphophorus species, uh, wild-type swordtails, uh, pygmy swordtails. I've got one other species. I've got the knife live bearers right now. I, I did take an L earlier this summer, so I'm, I'm, I'm getting back into motion right now. I'm loading up right now. That's still quite a, a decent list to start off with, especially if you're doing a rebuild of something from your basement. Yeah, but yeah, no, right now, that's... Primarily what I'm working on for fish. I do got some plecos, wild bristlenose I'm working on, Mexican dwarf crayfish I'm working on breeding or I am breeding right now. So a couple a couple of swordtail strains. So walk us through your basement as it stands. You have a super complex mishmash basement of different uh, tanks for different sizes. You have stuff more uniform any fancy auto drip systems? Are you a sponge filter guy? Give me some details. So I, I I use sponge filters. I don't have for water changes right now. I'm I'll be doing buckets. So you bucking it. I drain. Yeah, that's how I. That's how I. My guy. That's how I. That's how I. That's how you get how many, got taught. I should have wrote this down. He had 40, 46 aquariums right now. He said. 40, 50. 40, 50, and you're, you're doing buckets. See, that's the, that's what, why you got the arms, why you're fit. I regularly go to the gym. I try to keep my health intact. Don't stop lifting your buckets. I do as well, but he's more of an alcoholic and comes to me on this podcast. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been bringing five-gallon pails and stuff of RO water and 
other like my tap water upstairs. All right, that's it. I'm done with you guys. Where I'm giving you guys a free python. For those that are listening, if you are a beginner uh, hobbyist and you're trying to do the bucket method where you have to siphon water into a bucket and then refill your tanks, that right there is the number one reason people stop doing the hobby. I'm sorry, but you know, maybe you're old and you have an excuse, but if you're young, you it, laziness is a re- it's a thing. That's work. Mm-hmm. Go get yourself. I'll have a link hopefully in the show notes. It's, I believe, around 15 bucks you can get on Amazon. It's this little plastic adapter you can put up to your sink called the Python. I've used them at the store. Yeah, you can hook up a garden hose to it. What it does is it allows you to add fresh water to your tank, but more importantly, it has an adapter where you just use the water's pressure, and it turns it into a vacuum and sucks the water from your aquarium back down the sink drain. Wow. It, it's the only way to get this done, people. It's $15 to save your, your hobby. So if you're, again, a new listener... Or even an old listener that still does buckets because I don't know why. Get this Python unit, please. What about plants? What about plants? What do you mean, what about plants? Well, we have a question from the audience. I'll, I'll repeat them so you can hear. What about, um, like, land plants? Like, hey, I want to, you know, put some of my fish tank water on my plants. Get some natural fertilizer, fertilizer, fertilizer right there. I mean, mm-hmm. it's putting it out there. Right. You can still use the Python to, to pour it into a bucket. But that, that that's here, you. Please, Dalton, help Here's me. Here's the deal. You get more tanks so you can scoop some of the water out of the tank, use it to water your plants, and then just siphon it out with the python for your water changes. Come on, man. More tanks. All right. So here's what what you guys do at Dee's Fish Co. You guys got that little uh, watering pitcher, and you just dunk it in the aquarium, and suddenly it's full like a little like a little ladle bucket. Oh, yeah. A little bit of koi juice. Good for the plants. Yes. Koi. I really like filling the water there with that. It makes it so much nicer when you get to the small nano tanks and you just get to just spend your time just filling the two and a half, five gallons over there, the 10 gallon tanks. Are you relaxing? Are you a guy yeah. that like to just pick rocks for the sake of the Zen? Is that, is that I'm not you're, retarded, you're kind of, I would, but I like rocks. I would I say like that that's what the fish store is, honest. When I want to just go enjoy myself 110%, I go to D's Fish Co. in Detroit Lakes. I promise you that uh, Fernando will sign you up for some uh, zen in his basement. You know what I'm saying? I'm changing waters, mopping the floor, cleaning up after the parent. You know? <laughs> as long as you put the lotions on your skin, that is. Then I'll get the python. <laughs> then you get, <laughs> get the python. No. Because <laughs> no. All right. Hose on the skin. All right. Back to the original question. We, we wanted a, a virtual tour with your words uh, of your basement. So again, sponge filters, you do bucketing by hand. Cause you're a madman. Continue. <laughs> Hold on. That. I got to start reading some of these I chat love comments. The chat comment. <laughs> once you go Python, you never go back. Wait, once you go, question for Fernando. We're going to pause your ba- basement question. Cause you're giggling question for Fernando. I tried an outdoor ponds for the first time this summer and bred 1000 plus endlers that were given to me by a fellow Aquarius. I'm having a hard time figuring out what varieties I have. Do you know of any good books or sources to help me classify feeder guppies? I mean, endlers. Variety. I don't know. I don't know any books or websites for endlers, but I'm in a lot of Facebook groups for endlers. So I'd, if you if you have Facebook, I would go on, I believe it's wild endlers or in-class endlers or some type of, some type of group. And there's a lot of experts who will know their stuff about them. I am pulling up a few of them. There's actually like a Twin Cities Guppy page. It's a local from Minnesota. Oh yeah, that one's good too. There's a lot of people in there. But you're right. Definitely crowdsource some information on on those, and you'll find people that will have specific lineages and find details on where strains came from. 
if you can give them more information. So provide those on the social networks. And if you're listening to this and you're some sort of Luddite that doesn't use social media, Facebook is for old people. We can all agree to this. Facebook is what everybody did for social media after we left uh, MySpace. But for some reason, that is the best place for fish keepers. I don't know why that even a young group of people still hang out in there, but it is the de facto place for fish. You can go to Instagram to see some uh, really good content creators showing uh, steps. But as far as groups, posts, and communities for special activities, there's nothing better than Facebook. Facebook, That hurts me. Facebook does have a lot of info. Does what? It does have a lot of info. For sure. So check that out and, uh, you know, uh, self-plug because I'm a hoe. Check out the Aquarium Guys Facebook group. (laughs) Anyways, back to the tour of this basement. You're thinking about it? So when you first walk in, there'll be about one big major rack. That that first rack contains about 20 10 gallons. It's, it's set up in sets of three. So there's 20, 20 10 gallons. And this is a two by four rack, some sort of wood? Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I'm I carpentry inept, so I don't make things out of wood. I got the steel steel racks. So you're a brave man. And you, you did this at probably age 17. So it's definitely another spit in my face. <laughs> but no. Can you tell I'm jealous? Just a lot. But then on one side, I do have a couple twenties, and then I have a 40 long. I have another rack, which I recently just set up. Uh, which right now is holding about, I want to say, 15 more 10-gallon tanks. Then I have a third rack down there, which has three 10-gallons, one 5-gallon, two 40-gallons. None of these are plumbed together, are they? No. They're all just... They're all independent? Yeah, so... systems? Yeah, I have different pond pumps going to them. Jeez, what's the what's so you, the maintenance like on those? Wait, wait, filters? wait. Oh, man. When you say pond pumps, you mean like, like old that, school metal pond piston pumps? Like the AP. Those AP pond pumps? Yeah, yeah. APs. I have, diaphragm. To look, I have to look this up. AP pond pump. Thank you, Google, by the way. Like this? No. So I believe it's maybe Gemco or. Okay, Gemco. It's a, you said diaphragm air pumps. Yeah. Okay, that makes a lot more sense. So you got like a couple of them for your racks down there? I got, yeah, I got two of them going on right now. Linear, uh, linear piston pumps for, uh, for it. So we, two of them and it covers all of your racks. Yeah. That's, uh, those are aggressive pumps, my friend. Then right now I have two other racks that are currently being set up for 20 longs. Okay. Uh, what do you use? Uh, just sponge filters across. What do you use for heat? Heat. My basement has a tendency to remain in the 70s, 80s, but I'll use heaters. It's regular. So how many heaters, heaters do you use out of all those racks? I don't have that many, honestly. I probably only have about six, five, six. Six total heaters. Room. Yeah. Gotcha. Just run to those specific fish that like maybe a discus yeah, or a zebra discus, I have one. That's the only one I think I can think of off the top of my head. Fair enough. As a heater right now. So you started getting this together. You made the you made the brand. How have you been? Uh, how did you start selling fish? Did you go to fish swaps? Did you just know a guy? Did you do a social media? How did you start peddling fish? I started meeting a lot of people. Started networking a lot at the old fish store where you to work with I used to work with my buddy Phil from same waters and I am part of the Minnesota Aquarium Society so I've been oh I've been for a while I've been a contributing member I've been doing the swaps the fall swaps the auctions I was doing the auctions a whole lot when they were in person or those were hosted in person but yeah I ship a lot on Facebook I do post on Craigslist Facebook Instagram I sell through yeah band I do sell a lot on band too so just to describe to people that are listening, if you're not using social media to trade your fish or swap your fish, 
Facebook added a hard ban on selling on Facebook Marketplace any live animals. You're not allowed yeah. to sell cats, dogs, horses, pigs, anything, birds, and fish. Yeah, guys, we don't sell fish. We, uh, we rehome them. The only loopholes is, of course, plants. But for some reason, Facebook doesn't flag corals. They don't think they're animals, and they just mm. think that they're a salty version of a plant. So if you're not selling a plant, you're not selling a uh, coral, you have to be very careful. So how uh, does one in these days, if you're recommending to a listener that's uh, trying to figure out how they are going to sell their fish, how do you dance around the rulings in Facebook, my friend? I would wordplay is a lot. Wordplay is a lot. That's, I mean, that's how I work my wife. You know, I, I, I don't ask her for some activities. I'm just like. I just play Jiggy with it by Will Smith and she gets the cue. Mm. Is that what we're kind of doing on Facebook? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can you can put a clip of that in here, editor. Thank you. Getting jiggy with it. Getting jiggy with it. Demonetized. Now, I see that a lot throughout like the Minnesota Fish Rescue and through some of the swap and shop pages on Facebook that they do like they'll post a f- picture of a fish and do um PM private message for info. I mean, pretty much like that. Is that how you do it, Fernando? Yeah. Just be like, check out this cool thing. Wink, wink. <laughs> message slide to my you- DM, sweetie. Yep. <laughs> no, you got to make it suave. You could sell your aquarium water and include a free fish. Yeah, you could sell uh, oh. Fernando's bath water. <laughs> Robbie, what there was that go. that you brought down to the? Uh, You're 20. I can make those jokes. <laughs> you brought down to the last swap. You had a few minutes, so you, you, you okay. tossed something together. All right, F- Fernando. All right, you were at the swap with me. We had this wonderful swap down in, what was it, Frog? It was St. Paul. It was St. Paul, but it was like a Frogton something community center. Yeah. We go to the swap, and I decided to help my buddy. I was just there to you know say hi to some people whatnot. I wasn't really there to sell anything. My buddy Dean's bringing a bunch of his high-end Placos up there to fill up a table. He didn't bring enough product. He totally had He's never been to a real swap before. And he sold out his table real quick. I saw the amount of Placos he brought. And I'm like, that's not enough, bro. So I, you know, grab extra sponge filters and whatever I have at hand, some breeding mops. And then we decide to take these little tiny jars. Now, the jars are about what you say, a half inch. You ever take there, Dan? Oh, God, they'd be like quarter inch, a milliliter, two milliliters. Yeah, they're just couldn't be more than five. All right. I, I looked them up. I bought these on a wish. I bought them because I thought they were cool little jars to use with Magic the Gathering tokens. Yet a little, I find out they're just little glass bottles with a cork and they're used for like cocaine and whatnot. I did not know that they're drug bottles, so I haven't had a use for them. I never use them for magic, so they're just sitting around. So what I do is I put one single Malaysian trumpet snail inside of these bottles. I started sending them to different friends. Like, for instance, Bentley Pasco, his YouTube channel, he opened my gift on his live stream and found a tiny live single uh, Malaysian trumpet snail in a jar. Yeah, so and been, you gave him like an eighth of aquarium gravel. Yes, it, <laughs> it, it was it was pretty great. So I give those out as pranks, but I'm like, hey, what if I bring it as like a gag thing to sell? So I bottled like 40 of these little things, brought them to the swap, and I sold them for a dollar a piece. Literally a dollar for a single MTS in a tiny bottle. And I sold out. I'm not even joking. People thought they were hilarious. For those who are listening, Malaysian trumpet snails are one of the most prolific pest snails you can get. If you're having just a sponge filter in a planted tank, they're probably your best friend. They're going to keep your plants clean. They're going to uh, aerate the soil. They're going to do a lot without ever touching your plants. But if you have a mechanical filter, these tiny little, you know, up to one inch snails are live birth, asexual. They are super prolific and their snail shells are real hard. 
So they'll get into your filter and then burn out your motor. So they're a giant pest now. So people will see them, know that it's a joke, buy it because they want to give it to their buddy. And when kids see it, they just see a snail in a jar and lose their mind going, Mom, I want it. It's a dollar. So it sold really well. That was a tangent and a half, by the way. Oh, my God. Those things have killed so many impellers. They have. Good for them. Yeah. Really, <laughs> sticking, really sticking it to us. Taken out by snails. Yes. Good for them. So uh, that, that was a lot of fun. But uh, you said you had quite a bit of success. I saw that you brought eels to that swap. I did. I have questions. What were those eels? Tell us more about them. Those? Those were, I believe, marbled eels or spotted eels. I think they're marbled eels. Marbled that's, eels. that's one of the mast assemblers or just like a spiny eel or... I don't remember the name from the top of my head. He had them that long, guys. I know they're, I know they're from South America. I still have them. Oh, South American eel. No. Well, hopefully they're not what I no, typed in. Yeah. No, no, no. no. Eel. We, we, we gave and it a goo. looked up marble. And we looked up. It's no. a giant molted eel. It's a, this thing's like it's a different species. An the cops are on their way. The cops are on their way. <laughs> All right. So uh, I'm going to get the question. What's the uh, coolest thing that you have right now? Right now? I do got some pretty good epistos in right now. I can... What were the epistos that you brought me? Those ones are the Hansor. They are gorgeous. Those you got me a, a trio. Was it two females and a male? Yeah, one male and two females. Yeah, everybody's a dream, but we only get it in the fish world. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it. You got to see this guy. It's so much more fun doing an interview in person because I get to make them much more bashful. I'm a lot of guy to look at, and uh, I'd just like to apologize for, for this evening, friend. <laughs> <laughs> Man, Dalton, we got to have more guests in person. Put that on the scheduling books. Yeah, I'll, I'll get right on it. Dalton, did we miss any questions from chat? I haven't seen haven't seen a whole lot of questions. No, All right, keep your eyes peeled. Pythons. I don't really want Rob to talk anymore about his Python, but I do have a question. <laughs> Fernando, why did you choose to go the fish route versus the reptile route? Because it seems like it was a, a passion thing for you and not you thought you could make more money going with fish. I got into keeping uh, first crayfish. I'm very interested in freshwater invertebrates right now. I've always been, and big majority of wild-type live bears, mostly. No, the reason why I probably chose to remain in the fish route is because... Reptiles uh, smell bad. Let's just... You guys, you guys have everything down. You got the feedings down, like the care. It's perfect. Just the smell of a reptile room. That's Is that what it is? It was easier to sell... No. It was easier to sell the fish room to your mom. Just... Just be honest. No, uh, working in that Tame Waters had a, played a major impact in that. I am so sad. Tame Waters finally, uh, I think it's temporary. If you're listening to this, Phil, we know it's temporary. The deal with Tame Waters in uh, St. Paul was that he had a really asshole landlord. And they gave him uh, ultimatums that they're going to exuberantly raise his price with no benefits. And they've already been mean to him. Like in the middle of winter, his furnace goes out. They make him buy a furnace. It's what? not. It, yeah, it just doesn't make it sense. Doesn't make any sense. Uh, so he had a terrible landlord. So I hope did he, he try painting over it with white paint? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, just don't worry about it. That's, yeah, that's, the, that's the trick. Yeah. So <clears throat> hopefully he finds another space and opens up again. But that was a fantastic shop. When you go in there, you definitely get inspired, or you're really into black betas. One of the two. Can I make a comment on this Discord chat real quick, please? What's the deal with people not wanting any snails in their tank? Just out of pure curiosity. I guess if you don't want them, I mean, they make assassin snails. I wouldn't throw away a tank. Oh, this, see, these guys, they're just emulating our, our hatred. So we, we talk about oh, hating okay. one snail. 
suddenly they're on the bandwagon. All snails must go. It's the spiral. They, yeah, they, it's it's okay. a scary shape. Yeah, I make fun of carnies. No, suddenly I'm someone shit at a at a kid's uh, kid's elephant uh, festival. What? I'm what the what do they call that threw the tank out. That's that's going to be an interesting story. But I'm the one that threw the tank out, and it's because I had Malaysian trumpet snails, and they were just everywhere, and I will not risk them going to any other tank. I've got pond snails. I don't worry about them. I like some snails. I've got one of those big white white Hercules snails. I like those, but I don't I don't mess with the trumpet snails. Those trumpet snails I got, I had a 40-gallon breeder from Dee's Fish Co., and it had some trumpet snails in there, and that's what sold me a lot on the assassin snails. Those assassin snails work wonders. Sorry, this is probably going to be for the Patreon, but like, just to go back, did you just call a circus a child's elephant festival? I couldn't think of a carnival. <laughs> carnival was the word I was looking for. All right. That is the best use of the English language I've ever. This is why I don't eat just before. I'm an so adult. I, I have a diabetic spike. All right. You can suck my big toe. Oh, wait. No. What, what was it? I'll punch you in the throat. Uh, where's Jimmy when I need him? I want my money back. You want your money back. All right. Well, Fernando. What are a couple of the things uh, that you've learned in doing this process that you think you can help a new listener that's inspired by your story at, you know, basically 15 years old, getting cocking your mom into letting you essentially steal the entire basement and then start getting your hustle on? Patience. Patience is a virtue. Stay focused. Water changes. Water change. Water change. We're getting very like high school coachy vibe. We're looking for more tangible, but what? What about water changes was the hard lesson? Not getting them done enough? No, not that necessarily. Uh, what's it called? Consistently doing, keeping up with maintenance and water changes. And for example, like if I have some fish breeding or uh, fish are sick, I'll do more water changes than normal, than average on a certain tank. For me, consistently doing that even when I didn't feel like it. Like pushing myself to continuously do that day by day, probably one of the big things. Would you say that burnout, especially as a 15-year-old kid, is pretty real? Burnout is real. So real. Yeah. So what do you do to combat burnout? You just you know look for more people to get motivated. You go to Tamed Waters to get inspired. What's your secret, brother? I don't, I don't have any secrets. Just just push through it, and it'll, it'll be better, uh, better after the wave is over? Yeah. Free I mean, racing pigeons? A Racing lot. pigeons, yeah. Racing pigeons. Shout out to Phil. He does have some nice pigeons. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Okay. Let me ask then, Fernando, what's your favorite tank you have? Doesn't necessarily have to be a breeding setup. Doesn't have to be any special fish in it, but what's your favorite tank? You know, Jim always talks about his, you know, his favorite angelfish tank that he had. Rob's has talked about his, but what's your favorite tank that you have or have had? My favorite tank right now that I have is probably not even a fish tank. It's... I have a little, I have a 20 long and I have these marble newts that I didn't get too long ago. And I've been falling in love with those guys recently a whole lot. You can have newts out here? Absolutely. Yeah. Really? I don't believe, believe like shipping them might be yeah, legal, but I, I can imagine getting, I don't know. I don't there's know the a, there's a state to state thing where the other yeah. states have issues, but yeah, there you can keep them, sell them. If they are native species, then that's a whole other issue. If they're not native, then you're you're more more kosher. Oh man, I want some newts. You just want a bubbling cauldron for a Halloween thing. Some newt on your shoulder. You that's, you stirring a pot. That's not how any of that works. Putting a mole on your face. That's, oh, no. you put moles. All right, way ahead of you there, champ. <laughs> way, way ahead. 
All right, I'm going to sign in to the Aquarium Guys email. Guys, if you got questions uh, that you'd like to ask on the podcast, we have that whole episode's dedicated to doing some of the questions. But I'd like to take the opportunity to pick this gentleman's brain of ours since he's had such a diverse section of different fish and more, more importantly, a lot of live bearer species with some of our questions here that we've gotten in the, the last short period of time. Give me one moment. Dan, that's the reason why I bought that circle, that little circle tank from you guys. It's because what Pibblepunk said. He's got the ram's horns for an excuse to get a pee puffer. That's definitely the plan. I want to do the ram's horn in there and then have a pee puffer. Just, I get that for sure. Yeah. All right, deck. here we go. Thoughts on Wondershell by Mark. Hey, Aquarium guys, congratulations on episode 100. Love the humor, the stories, and love it when Adam gets triggered and starts ranting. It's funny as fuck. I've been binging your podcast and learning a lot. Keep them coming. I started getting the hobby six months ago and started with a 129-gallon tank, and then it became a 75-gallon tank, and now it's multiplied into five more tanks. Anywho, just wanted to get your guys' thoughts on the Weco wonder shell does it work what does it do i've used it a few times and don't see any difference is it a waste of my money thanks aquarium fellers and good luck on the podcast by the way uh, which one is adam's favorite fish in his tank right now anything the government can't know about that's his favorite fish since adam's not here yes uh thank you for your question and uh, fernando wonder shells have you used them before no i haven't they need better marketing remember the old wonder ball Wow, what's in the Wonder Ball? You know what I wish Wonder Shells didn't do? Is have a shitty marketing? Well, I think that kind of bundles into it a little bit, but on the packaging, it says that it improves sex vigor. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't really? think they can quantify that at all. <laughs> it's just, it's fucking weird. I need to pull up the Wonder Shell the guy packaging who got now. paid to do those statistics. I, I don't know who did their marketing or their <laughs> package design, but... It's not based in Long Beach like the rest of the company. Water purifier clears cloudy water, removes chlorine instantly. It's on. It's on like the bottom of the package. Oh, that one's it's kind of crumpled on this yeah, picture. Yeah, you gotta, gotta find, you a, gotta better find a better picture. Well, I have used these shells in the past, and I'm I'm a big fan. How do you not have one on hand? Because I've used them. I'm out. I uh, should have bought more, but yeah, fish food was more on the budget. Scrape the bottom of the little package. Oh, dude, that little powder you get on the bottom of the wonder shells. I use those for the fry tanks. Little aquarium schneef. Cut yourself a little line of wonder show. Oh, by the way, uh, don't do that. By the way, I know one of you idiots are going to try it. So continue. (laughs) So we had a regular come in. She brings us a little package of these pen plaques, mango and banana flavored condoms. um, No, cuddle cuddle bones. Cuddle bones. Okay. Wait, they're flavored. Shoot. That's what should we just start calling them that? (laughs) Flavored cuddle bones. Flavored cuddle bones. Um, I don't know. And I, that seems like a car air freshener. You just got it mistaken. <laughs> I let the bad thoughts get the best of me. And I took a bite out of one of these things. <laughs> okay. Okay. This is and the type of guy that looks at a milk bone and be like, ah, oh, Roy hates it. And then just takes a big, <laughs> and I, I gotta, head. I gotta make sure that they're getting the best, but pen plaques, if you're listening, I called your bluff. Those do not taste like anything there is. It, it's nothing. So, so we got to talk. Jesus Christ. Don't. All right. Um, don't you use stuff in your hair, too? Yeah. The. Um, oh. Malefix. Malefix. Yes. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. It's, it's. God help me. Why do you think my hair's so, so nice and shiny? It's all the cuddle bone and Malefix that I'm yes. ingesting. Yeah. You remember that weird Take dude in college people. that uses olive oil in his hair and smells like, I don't know, last week's 
uh, foot odor. Dan tried, but he wants to be more classy. So yeah. it's, it's Mellow Luca. You, you said I smell nice. And dog food breath. You do smell nice. And <laughs> I want to take every time I've said that back because now I know <laughs> every time I smell you, I get like a nostalgic feeling of my grandma's aquarium. I shit you not. I find just like, that smells like my grandma's aquarium. <laughs> you know, nice. you know, most, most people just say tea tree oil, but back, back to the yeah. conversation at hand. We have a question here of what's the Wonder Shell in chat because uh, people need to know. Wonder Shell is by Weco, W-E-C-O. You can find it in pet stores. You can find it on Amazon, Chewy.com, whatever else. And it's more or less known as a calcium add-on. So when you have a tank going, let's pretend that you're one of those people that like snails. I do like snails. I don't like MTS, but I love ram's horn snails. So ram's horn snails do proliferate in the tank and they will absorb most of the calcium out of the water because of how many clutches they have in a, in a tank. And unless you're like Fernando and flexing water changes all the time to get calcium back into your water, you probably probably would take most of the calcium out of the water. And calcium's a core mineral in water, especially when you're trying to breed fish. If you want to grow out fish, you need calcium in the water. So if you see that fish fry aren't growing to the rates that you normally have, calcium people, that's what you're going to be needing. At the very least, just do water changes. That's that's why water changes are important. So get calcium back in the water and the two best ways of getting it done, in my opinion, there's others, you can get powders, other supplements, but the two most common that I've used is getting cuddle bone and buying wonder shells. I enjoy a good wonder shell. I don't believe particularly it's a good use of what says it's on the package of some sort of water clarifier and all that. I use it as adding minerals back to the water. And if it does clarify the water, so be it. I don't care. I'm buying it for the calcium supplement. Now, according to the packaging, it's also supposed to have like the uh, the tap water conditioner. Yes. Built in. But they say you can also use it as like a glass scourer. And, you know, and, and I can pee in the water to sort of cycle too. The sex mean, vigor, apparently. They're just throwing all these things out there. I wonder what they taste like. God, God, no. There we go. <sighs> You're a bad example on these. on these uh, Thoughts on Wonder Shell. Taste like <laughs> shit. <laughs> So, Fernando, give it a try, buddy. You know, if not, we'll send we'll send you with a uh, Wonder Shell tomorrow. I heard you. Just for you. Don't 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 lick it. And I saw that you licked your lip, little pervert. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next question. We have Schmelta as the title of the email. It, Schmelta didn't email us. Trust me. <laughs> yet that will happen. Uh, but it says uh, from Mason it says the Simpsons season thirty episode six. It's a Mo episode. You only need to watch the first seven minutes. Look it up. Not ruining the joke for you. Oh, my God. Oh, no. We're, We're going to pull it up. We're going to get banned. Uh, Simpsons. This is a review. So we're, we're free use here, boys. Simpsons 30 episode seven. Here we go. The Simpsons. Bubba. Dude, I love this. I haven't watched this. In Remember so this? Long. I'm going to skip ahead, though. No, no. A tater tot hit the floor. Beardsley. Dear Beardsley. <gasps> Jasper. Absence of mac and cheese. Where? Okay, Don't th- tell me. This is too much. I haven't. Do you know how long seven minutes is? Yeah. I don't have that kind of attention span. Yeah, dude, this is this is 2023, man. All right. You know what? We're going to do this offline. I'll have to email you back. But season season 30, episode seven. I'll let you know. But our podcast does not align to have that uh, that large of attention span. Next one. Claire messaged a picture of her fish room. Hey, guys, hope you're doing well. Have a big favor to ask. I'm in the middle of setting up more fish tanks in my spare bedroom over the last few months. And fish tanks have been slowly entering the house. I am now up to 15 and have a very patient, under- a very patient, understanding wife. 
Only three tanks are running now, but I'm getting there slowly. Anyways, I have a blank wall where I would love to have autographed pictures of my favorite fish tube channels and podcasts. This, I know it sounds like a weird request, but I think it would look cool in the room. Don't know how easy it is to send stuff from the U.S. to Scotland. If it's not possible, I totally understand. If it's something you do, please let me know the cost. Oh, my God. And they Can gotta, you mount a dildo on a plaque? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's fair. So I'm posting a picture in Discord if you guys want to see the fish room. It's a very classy, like nice little metal setup. And I think he's got a picture of Buddha. Or is that... Is that a Hindi thing? I don't know. Definitely not. Buddha. Help me help me out. What is that in the background he's got there? That looks like Buddha to me. Is it? Well, I'll tell you what. Well, we've got a computer right in front of us. I'm, I'm asking Dan because he's oh, supposed he to be a know. hippie. Yes. He would know. Yeah. What is it? You it's, don't know. It's the Buddha. Okay. It is Buddha. I thought Buddha was the fat dude that I saw on the back of toilets for white people. No. What are you guys? What are you guys putting on your toilets? I always wanted to not aquariums. Just, not aquariums. Just go back to the live laugh. Then love. what is yeah. that? What's the little fat Asian that they put on the back of toilets then? If that isn't Buddha, it's complicated. <sighs> this isn't. This isn't. Uh, this isn't one of those those podcasts, I guess. But okay. So what we'll do for you, Claire, I will have to reach out to you. I will send you a digital picture, and then we will give you the blessing that you can print it out on your own. Because sending something from the United States to Scotland is retarded. And imagine customs opening up the package to find an aquarium <laughs> dildo on that picture. So uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll get you a digital. On the house. Something. You know, you ask. We'll see what we can deliver. There we go. And if you want your own picture, she asked first. So uh, you guys all got to wait. <laughs> Next question. Alice. Hi, guys. I am a crazy houseplant lover. I have over 50 plants in my small apartment and balcony. I am currently trying to learn as much as I can about aquatic setups. I would love to build a paludarium sometime in the future. Maybe with a few shrimps and snails. It would be great if you guys could invite people over to the podcast to discuss paludariums and dirted tanks is the topic she's looking for. Do you know Tanner from Serpa Design who builds beautiful paludarium aquariums and terrariums, etc.? Think he never did any podcast. Uh, he must be invited all the time though, right? And Father Fish and his dirted tanks with minimal maintenance. Is he crazy or brilliant? Greetings from France. So uh, first one, Tanner from Serpa Design is a gift from God to the aquarium hobby. I am a big fanboy of his. I have not reached out to him. I don't know if I would do him uh, enough justice. You know, when people got a list of people that they are a fanboy of, Tanner's one of them. I have none of the skills that Tanner has. That dude can take, go to a dollar store, fart out five bucks and make something that is truly breathtaking that will last for years. I don't have that inclination. The stuff I make came from a dumpster, looks like a dumpster, but I can at least breed a lot of fish out of it. I would love to be uh, blessed by even 1% of that dude's skill. So if you know if he wants to come on the podcast, we would be honored. I like the way he talks. I like mm -hmm. Tanner and I cannot lie. <laughs> no, <clears throat> of course, Father Fish, I have reached out to in the past. He was busy. And the problem is, is at the time, I only had evenings available to do uh, get the podcast done and father fish is notorious for waking up real early in the day and then going to bed real early you oh. know kind of like most old guys yeah i uh, love father fish but he strikes me as the kind of guy who still thinks that the internet's made out of tubes no no father fish is where it's at he's got a lot of support making sure that the youtube gets done but that dude is a true wealth of knowledge oh yeah he's the guy that uh, sits back he knows a lot of shit and i'll just school you on why you should be having under gravel filters and 
and uh, you know how you should be doing water changes for real. Yeah, it's a national treasure right there. Yeah, it's it's a beautiful thing. He's the I think the foremost expert in stop f***ing with your tank. You know, let nature do what it's doing, and your 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 touching can screw it up a lot. That's another great guy. So I've reached out now that my schedule is becoming a little bit more open, and more importantly, we got Dalton here editing the podcast now to get these out. I would love to have Father Fish on. I'll probably reach out again soon. Next question, please. Mark messaged back again and said, hey, guys, just bought some rice fish. These things are great. Wondering if you guys can make an episode about rice fish. Thank you. And my day wouldn't be complete without listening to your podcast. So, uh, Fernando, you, you, you perked up like, you know, your nipples, you know, kind of thing. You know, when I said rice fish. So you got <laughs> stories for me. I don't know too much about rice. What? That's it. If you guys want to donate some nice Japanese rice fish to Fernando, message the Aquarium Guys podcast. He is in the greater Twin Cities area. And he, you know, he'll he trade some, I'm telling you, top tier live bearers for some good sweet rice fish. You need to come down to the store tomorrow. What, what time? Whenever you're ready. And uh, you'll get a VIP experience yes. of these fish. I will say I work at 8 a.m. What? You realize you're four hours from home, right? I know. I was planning to leave around three. You're calling in sick tomorrow, right? I so, can. Shit your pants. Yeah, shit your pants. Shit your pants. What are they going to do? Hey, he's got wonder shells you can eat. We can shit just, your pants. Just shit your pants. You can't, can't. can't work shitted pants. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm four hours away and I shit my pants. They don't believe you. We will take pictures of your pants. Yeah. I'm going to take the day off. Hey, my guy. All right. There we go. All right. So, uh, yes, rice fish are fantastic. I've had them as well. I had an amazing high end, like top tier platinum rice fish colony had an electrician come down he knocked out the power to my fish room and killed uh, killed all those rice fish i could have strangled the guy i did fire him he did a terrible job he was trying to install my uh, tesla charger in the garage and i did fire him and get another company so just poor shit work and it had nothing to do with him killing my fish he just did bad and job. we found his house and put onion rings in his mailbox <laughs> true story true story Hello, Aquarium guys and Adam. Oh, my God. <laughs> Rob is messaging in with uh, this. Hello, oh, Aquarium boy. guys and Adam. Oh, I hope That's right. Put Adam in his place. I hope he doesn't listen to this. You were talking about fish documentaries in episode 102. There was a cool one made by the UK Jack Perks, the fish twitcher. Ew. Called Britain's Hidden Fishes, Stop. narrated by Jeremy Wade. No Ooh. shit. My dude. No shit. Uh, I don't uh, think it's openly available at the moment, but it had screenings across the UK earlier this year. Oh, it's newer. You can see the trailer here. Obviously, we don't have the most amazing section of species here. It's well worth a watch if you can find it. Jack Pertz might be an interesting guest for the show. He also has his own podcast called The Bearded Tits Podcast. Get this man on immediately. (laughs) Yes. That's got to be a bird reference. I don't know. If it actually is tits, he's my hero. Bearded tits? No. If it's human tits, then he's my hero. No, no, no. That's uh, the bearded tit. That's that's bird. Crossdresser podcast. You know what I'm saying? Covering all sorts of conservation, including fish, uh, several fish episodes. The cats are episode is also a favorite. Cats are responsible for like everything extinct. Did we? Okay. If it's cats or it's got to be a bird bird podcast. podcast. This guy's a birder. Yeah. It's tits. tits By the ornithologists just have like the special hate in their heart when they name certain birds. Like it's it. I I saw that the other day. It's like one of four things. (laughs) So yeah. Bearded tits is definitely. (laughs) I'm just going to say cats are. So this guy, where's this guy been all my life? Anyways, keep up the great work. Love the mix of in-depth fish uh, care info and stories combined with the absolute nonsense and occasional filth. Best regards, Rob. 
All right. Well, I'll have to check out that trailer one more time. Britain's Hidden Fishes by Jeremy Waite. So we love be, you, Rob. That'll be cool. We love you, Rob. So apparently we messaged him back saying, hey, Rob, thanks for this. Well, I'll be watching this as I'm a huge fanboy of Jeremy Wade. The other uh, a guy from the podcast, do you know him or have a connection? Would love to get in touch with a guy with a tip podcast. Thanks. And he goes on to something about his social security number. And I'm going to keep the rest because he's trying to give me information on how I can get in touch with him. So, yeah. Rob, find more of this. Yes. More guys that are willing to be casually retarded and still have a passion for, for fish or, or our people. All right. Next one. Tank cycling. Patricia Steedley. We have a 55-gallon tank with 19 glowfish, one glow shark, two quarry cats. We have tried everything we know how to do, and this tank just won't freaking cycle. We've had it up since July and haven't had success in achieved, uh, achieving a good cycle. I have a 20-gallon and a 10-gallon tank that are both fully cycled, so I know I'm capable. Any suggestions? We have gravel, pothos planted in it. We have tried all the C-chem and API bacteria additives. Well, that might be your problem. We've added sponge about two weeks ago based on your tips. Okay. Brought up with podcasts. We've added sponge two weeks ago based on the tips and tricks of the podcast. Brought the poop juice and night out try. So far, no dice. Please help. Well, I need to know what's more in your tank. If you haven't had a sponge filter, what is it bonding to? How much gravel's in it? Are you still doing water changes? What's the list of CCAM and API products you've been using? Just auto respond with a thumbs up. (laughs) (laughs) Just auto respond. Um, Okay. The one thing that bothers me is every time somebody's having a problem, did you test and what were the results? Data. Yeah. Data. We, we, we need I, data. I, I need data. So number one, Patricia, you wanted to help. We read this email every blue moon or so. Literally, when you hear the podcast, that's how often we're checking this email. So go to aquariumguyspodcast.com, bought the website, find Discord, post in there. It's not just me. It's a hive mind of experts and other fish nerds that will help you. And they will drill you with questions trying to get to the bottom of this. I can easily make assumptions of why I'm doing it, but go back to basics Put water in a in a thing, you know, squeeze some poop juice into it. Have you tried pooping let it sit into a for jar? Four weeks. <laughs> you know, let it sit for four weeks. Don't touch it. Don't change water. Leave it alone. Let it run. And if you really want to speed it up, add a little heat. You're you're giving me faces, Fernando. You're a very quiet person. So I know it's been a, a lot to bring you on the podcast, but I feel like you have some advice for this poor lady. Just listening. You're just listening? Yeah. Well, help her. She needs more than listening. You're so mean to this poor kid. He's got it. He's thinking. It's the pothos, isn't it? This is where he's going to lean on the mic and tell us to urinate in the aquarium. Get the, get that recycle started, you know? Nah, I was- <laughs> God, I'm good. I love you. All right, next question. <laughs> Patricia, please message us on Discord. Respectfully. 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 <laughs> I think I had one below that I skipped. It was... New seasonal products. Oh, my God. From... Wish.com. No, I read this one before. So now that we're done with caught with emails for the moment, we will check the uh, wonderful uh, list here in Discord. Dalton, how are we doing on live questions from the community? Dalton's sad. I'm back. So thank you for that. Um, <laughs> I just pulled him in at the last second. He must have disconnected. And he's like, oh, yeah, now, yeah, now I have to really you know, be on my toes. No, no. Yeah, I've been trying to get back on, but... It- it just ignored me like my wife. Oh, no, there haven't been a whole lot of questions, but I do have um, one here. Rob's different cultures have different depictions of Buddha. Indian version is very skinny. Oh, well, thank you. That helps. 
It's lack of red meat. Oh, wait, that's skinny Buddha. Fat Buddha's in the back of the shitter. Okay, so I'm not alone. Thank you. I, I do appreciate it. I would love a Father Fish episode, but everyone would need to watch their language for that one. You're right. We would use words like cripes and uh, golly gee for that one. Let's see here. That's why we can't have nice guests on. You can you can listen to him tell you to shove dead fish in your substrate. Oh, <laughs> Wait, did Father Fish do that? Father Fish is the man if he did that. Is he fucking planting corn over it or no dead serious? That wasn't, that's an old school trick. Like if you don't understand, like if you look in a bunch of old fish books, we're talking like 1950s fish books and older. It was literally like how the Indians actually did corn, the native Americans did corn and they grabbed a bunch of kernels. They shove them in a fish and they put the fish in the ground and then grow the plant. They thought that that's what you're supposed to do with a dirted tank is you take your plants and then you fertilize with dead fish in the substrate. Sometimes you just got to sacrifice a few to the aquarium gods. You know what? I'm going to watch more Father Fish because if he did that, he's OG gangster information because it does work. If you've never done that, it does work. But then you have to let the tank sit for like three months. Actually, I've had some some tanks that are so old that, yeah, the substrate's probably like 10% bone. Yeah, but have you gone to like, I don't know, your market, bought some sardines and purposely, uh, you know, fertilized your soil? Now you're talking. Now you're talking. I love it. All right. By the way, that smell in the kitchen. <laughs> smell in the kitchen. <laughs> oh, boy. At Rob's, the father fish legit pulled up a picture of natives on that video. I don't know what you're talking about, buddy, but you have you have my attention. The, the painting we all saw yeah. in like kindergarten of them putting the fish under the corn. Oh, literally. Yeah. So he, he pulled up those pictures like this is how they used to do it. And, okay. I'm pretty sure I saw some on YouTube shorts. He's always, I swear I've heard him talk about not taking dead fish out of your tank. I mean. I am pretty positive I've seen that. That just sounds like a more chaotic Takashi Amano. This guy is my Gandhi. I'm just, I'm going to put it out there. (laughs) Father Fish, if you're listening, I'm reaching out again. You're coming on this podcast, brother. All right. So let's get to the. uh, Is that it? That's the secret to to fish keeping. It's necromancy. Well, and he notoriously <laughs> understocks his tanks, so he can probably handle a little extra bio load from a rotting fish, whereas mm. I'd, I'd guess most of our tanks are probably overstocked and we just filtered the piss out of them. Is he starting that uh, beta in a 125 alone trend that I've been seeing on, on what uh, on forums? <laughs> it's a meme. It's a meme. Oh, it's, it's a meme. I was like, man, yeah, that's crazy. All right. Thank you, Nathan Gullible. Yes, thank you. You bit. All right. That's what we call a fish in cycle. That's a fish in cycle. Oh, my. All right. So let's go to the ask for help section of Discord. This is where people can ask uh, for help from the community. So we're going to go to the first one. Kate says, hello, everyone. I lost a fish a few months ago. I thought it was originally from Ick and treated with Ick X. Recently had another fish get infected with the same thing. By this time, uh, excuse me, this time someone from another fish tank server recognized the illness as a parasite so must have went to some other discord i treated the fish with salt baths one tablespoon per gallon the salt baths seemed to reduce the white stuff on the fish it came back up again and ended up dying he's always kind of the run to the group didn't eat much might have been solely due to the disease my garamis also has the disease i'm doing salt baths to treat him but not sure if the diagnosis is correct can anyone id this disease Yay, pictures. I'm so glad we're a fish chat, not like a gynecologist chat, aren't you, right now? 
Like, can you look at my blue waffle? Can, oh. can you scoot forward a little bit? Can you scoot forward? Okay, so uh, here's picture one, gentlemen. If you want to see this, you can again, get on the Discord, people. We have these pictures posted okay. in whatever HD she gave us. So first one, I don't really see much in here. It's a white fish, so it's hard to see, but I see a big a chunk of shit over its eye. That is 480. Uh, in 480. This is the flip phone quality, people. So it looks like it's a white skirt tetra. I can see the yellow uh, brain, pretty normal of a white skirt tetra. You can see the indents here, so that's yeah, it malnourished. Say, it's definitely losing some muscle mass. So yeah, yeah, it's pretty blocky in that picture too. <coughs> now there, that zoom into there, that you guy. go. That one's this one's a black skirt tetra, and it's got Enhance. some knobbers. It's got some knobbers there on it. Uh, Dingledorf. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Just look at that. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's not ick. No, that. That's not hole in head either. That's the opposite. That's that's uh, shit protruding out of the head. We have what four white, essentially ready to explode pimples coming out of its nose. No, no, no. I think it's more of a slime. God, what is this stuff called? I want to say epistylus. Okay, this is going to sound mm-hmm. terrible, but y- y- you know those guys in the locker room that have those little bumps on the, the tip of their dick. Does this look infected to you? That that that's what we're looking at here. <laughs> Does this look infected to you? Does this look infected to you? <laughs> Let's see. The, there's a little video. How close are you to guys oh, in the locker room, Rob? There we go. How close are you to the Oh, that is a sick fish. No, the no, movement. Blow, blow that up. This the is the same thing the other one had. Yeah, it's definitely, that's definitely weird. I would start by uh, removing the Buddha from your aquarium. <laughs> <laughs> you you didn't give it a prominent enough spot. It's the same thing the other one had. I would definitely guess that this is some sort of parasite. I don't know. I don't have an answer for yeah. you of what it is. I'd start with Prazi Pro. I, I would get in there with the Prazi Pro treatment for sure. And I apologize about the penis slump pic, uh, depiction. You know, Prazi Pro, uh, that's some pretty good stuff. Uh, it's pretty broad spectrum. It doesn't really work that well for um, internal parasites so much. Yeah, but that one's protruding out of its head. You know, that I feel like we're going to be good on that one. Heavy dose Prazi Pro, give it a try. Yeah. And... In case that that's a free-floating parasite, add a UV sterilizer long-term. Go get one to hang on the back or in line, whatever you can do. <laughs> Sterilize the shit out of that tank. And don't get rid of fish or move them between tanks. Yeah, there's been some nasty stuff going around I this would, past year. I would just pretend that that's, you know, what was it? Uh, uh, site zero and uh, don't let anybody touch it. Use gloves. You don't want that shit on there. You don't know. Next one. Killstream being overrun by... B-I-E-J-I. Anyways, being overrun by bladder snails. Uh, Steady says, Hillstream tank has been a success. One problem, though, snail overload, trying to maintain green rocks for the look and the loach and for the loaches. But bladder snails are out of control. I kill maybe 50 a day and smash them with credit cards against the stones and glass. The lo- loaches love sucking down the gooey insides. They will run around this uh, snail with the snail in their mouth, sucking down like a pacifier. <laughs> Wow, this guy could write a novel. Uh, but I can't slash won't eat living s- snails. Uh, anything else I can do? Whoa, what type of loach? Lo- your loaches suck ass, son. All right, get better loaches. Continue smash and smash. Issue. Should I get a sash and snails? I just can't stand them, and the tank looks a lot uh, different for uh, up and running. This guy's got a picture. I, I actually like this tank very much. I, I, I think do that too. Looks, I, that looks pretty. I know the aesthetic he's trying for. He's kind of like a like a riverbed where the the stones are covered in that green shimmery um, algae. But the problem is that green shiv- shimmering algae 
is a problem. Some of it is not just green, good algae. You can grow bacteria algae as well. And my guess is you got some of that and you're growing snails because they love that bacteria. You got too much stuff in the tank, too much light going on in the tank, and your snails are exploding. So dial back the light. You already have a good green base. Once you have dealt with what's going on in the tank, you can add light later. That algae won't go away. It will revive once you add light back again, even if it's six months from now, as long as you're not scrubbing the stuff off the rocks. So dial back the light and get yourself some real loaches that kill snails. Like get yourself a clown loach. Watch them disappear. That guy will mow down every single uh, mud snail in your tank. First message says algae shows crazy light. Cut off the light for a solid 10 days. Reevaluate snail population based on food. Cut light, cut food. Damn, I was hoping to keep that that high algae rock look. I'll give it a shot and smash whatever I can see in the meantime. So give that a go, brother. Yeah. If you can't find a clown loach in there, you can go to places like the Wet Spot. They'll ship you one. Dan's Fish. You know, maybe you can talk to Fernando. He might, you know, know a guy. I'll get you some uh, get you some clown loaches. Otherwise, do you have any loaches on hand, my friend? Not right now, but I can get some. Man. He'll hook you up. Go check him on his Facebook pages. It's in the show notes. Hop in the DMs. Hop in my DMs. Next one. Are these hydra on the snail shell? We have a picture that I'm going to have to blow up. Oh, yeah. Look at that, boy. All right. What's the verdict, Dan? Give me give me, give me, way in there. Look at all of that on the bottom. Oh, am I looking at? Is that, the is only, that food? Is that, that must the only be food. picture? No. That's I, the only picture. I mean, it's kind of blurry. I don't want to say that's it almost looks hydras. Like, it could uh, be a, a tinge of black beard growing on the sh- a shell and it's just starting. But it's it's going in a line, so that no, doesn't make me look no, like no. it either. No, no, no. What are the uh, God? That's I'm totally drawing a blank because I've had like 50 calories today. Good old Italian breakfast. No, they're those little cnidarian organisms. They like grow on the the faces of shrimp and stuff. Totally harmless. I think you can cure them with a salt dip. God, no, it's not planaria. It's just sh- you don't got to whisper. This this is a yeah, mic, you just but, but holler. This is, this is a discussion. <laughs> Shout out things, you know. Snail herpes. All right, next. Yeah, it says, it says a little bit of snurpees. <laughs> snurpees. Uh, so was Dan's advice to give the snail a salt dip? <laughs> just the shell. <laughs> yeah. It, to be fair, what we can see here it is just affecting the the, she- the shell. Uh, and as much as that would be a risk, you can technically roll uh, the the edge. Feel like you would do like a margarita they're glass. Totally not harmful at all, though. Right in there. It's just. So you've seen this before. You've seen it deal with shrimp. It's non-harmful, non-effective, but an eyesore for sure. I, I have think, not seen this I think before. it looks cool. I have not seen this before. Oh, you just want a mohawk and all your snails. No, I just I just want a little bit of life in there. You know what I mean? Well, sorry, brother. We're inconclusive on what it is. If you want to risk the biscuit, you can take just the shell. Be very careful of the snail. You can rub it against the shell and then rinse it off afterwards to make it sure that's completely devoid of salt. And as long as that salt didn't get through the shell, you should be fine. That is a safe way of at least trying to clean off the edge of this uh, shell. If any salt gets on the snails whatsoever, it does burn the the snail. Nah, man, that's hell's moving castle right there. All right. We should wrap this up with one or two more. So next one, MTS murder for science. Pack says I have 55, a 55 pretty well overrun with blonde MTS. He showed me pictures of these things. These were actually really cool for uh, evil, you know, pest snails. These things were actually kind of designerish dope. Anyways, tank crashed. Everything died. It was ugly. So I let all the snails sit in the substrate while the water evaporated out. And then I left it bone dry for about another month. I went to put 
the substrate into a little endler tank and no more than three hours later there were MTS everywhere. So I'm going to feed the population, get them strong, then separate them into several groups and see what it takes to purge MTS from substrate. Um, popsicles, freeze a batch hard. Nope. Cookies, bake a batch for 375 for 12 minutes. Exam day, soak them in bleach. Do it, you guys have any other ideas what I can do to see what I can do to kill Toaster MTS? Bath. Toaster baths, so they want to electrocute snails. Use a 9-volt battery with electrolyte solution is the best I can do. I'm like, dang, MTS. Disclaimer, be nice to your snails. Nope, this is hilarious. The MTS electrolysis R&D will be shelved until later. One day. Beef Think Enterprises won't rest (coughs) until the science has been settled. I said, I love this. You must document results in detail, and I will get you on an episode of the podcast. So, PAX, this is an official APB to the listeners that you better do this and do this right. Now, gentlemen, round table, I will go around the room. Dan, what is some cruel and unusual punishment he can do to test uh, how to kill MTS in substrate? Do you want me to save him a bunch of time? I, I want you to give, give your honest opinion here. Freezing them solid will not work. Hold on. No, no. He will come back with results. Do not tell him what will and will not. Tell him what he needs to try. I think it's time to start breeding assassin snails. I was about to say that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Lame. Next, Nathan. Uh, You must have a better one. Mm. What's that stuff we clean the tanks with? The vinegar and... Say say breeding assassin snails. What is it? That vinegar and water? Vinegar bath is what you're saying. Yeah. So dump the water out of the tank and soak the uh, substrate Substrate. in vinegar. Yep. Okay. Love it. Actually, that was one of my No, that'll just piss them off. Uh, (laughs) Fernando, what what do you think that he should do? Maybe try drying them out. All right, drying them out. Uh, he he tried that one. That one didn't work. Oh. Yeah, so that was his first experiment. Did he, like, flip his substrate and stuff all the time to make sure it was dry? Because He's going to document this. We're going to drill okay. him in the podcast. Just, so yeah. listen up. If you're not adding details to this son of a bitch, all right, we're going we're gonna to make you look silly on this podcast, Pax. Anyways, Fernando, please. Another idea. Bleach? Mm, bleach. That, uh, that why I does, like. Why does everybody soak in vinegar, automatically soak take in them bleach. out, put bleach. them in bleach, bleach water, perhaps? Mm, see, here's what I like. I would try to soak them in urine. I in ammonia peroxide. Bath. It's I, not going to kill them, but just piss on them anyway. I would know. It's dead serious. Here's what I did when I was a kid, right? There was a, I, I lived in the countryside and I wanted to see how bad my urine was on a plant. So I found this nice big weed in my uh, backyard every day, at least once a day, I'd go and piss on that all summer. It was like a ditch weed. And I, I, I kid you not, it made it for the first half of the summer. Second half, it just started withering away because it was just too ammonia ridden. <laughs> I would piss on that plant every day. So what you need to do is get yourself that little tank, that two and a half gallon tank, the five gallon tank, whatever you want to do packs. And every day piss into that tank and just leave the urine in there. Cover it. I mean, we're not monsters here. We don't need to, uh, you know, let that smell out, you know, do it outside, but piss in that tank every day for a month and then see if any MTS live through piss. And for bonus points, you really want to get him with bad piss find a diabetic friend and have him pissing it too <laughs> i'm just gonna go out here and say having a sealed container of piss and snails is exactly how you alert the atf <laughs> <laughs> the one and only item you should be shipping on schmelta airlines all right uh casey casey uh one of the audience members here in the in the group in person do you have any suggestions I, I was thinking bleach, bleach. They picked it. You got to give them something new. Think napalm. evil. Napalm? No. Napalm. Something accessible. 
Oh, hey, Tannerite. Hey, hey, hey what about Tannerite, baby? What about salt? I just mean, just like, a salt, but just a I salt mean, like back? Sand, like land snails, they're weak to salt, like slugs and snails and stuff. All right. What about salt? Just put it out there. I thank you, Casey. All right, so just to, to reevaluate, uh, you could be a bitch and try to breed them. That's out. You can use bleach and vinegar, and you could piss in them, and then also do a salt bake. So if that's not enough ideas, I don't know what is. If you got ideas on how you'd like to destroy MTS, please email us, message us in the Discord, podcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your, uh, your suggestions, and I promise you, Pax will be on for an episode. Gentlemen, you got any follow-ups, Fernando? You got any questions for us? No, uh, thank you for having me on today. Thank you for coming all the way up. Nathan, Dan, Casey, you guys were a real riot today. Thank you. (laughs) Try. Jeremy Wade's a f***ing legend. (laughs) That would be a kick-ass assassin snail tank. For sure. They would eat like crazy in that Malaysian er, snail tank. That's my final. There you go. Well, guys, I'm going to do one last check before we leave the the podcast for the live chat. Rob's Pibble Punk. Had a question that we didn't answer way back when. Please. Question. My beta eats two to three Grindel worms and a few bug bite pellets daily. Could I safely cut that back to every other day? Tanks having algae problems, so I figure I need to feed less. Hell yes. Yes. And don't do it for two days at first and then go to every other day. You know, wean that tank off, do a water change. And if you need to add more to the tank for sustenance in between, make that more of a how do we say natural biome add some almond leaves in there and you won't believe what critters will be uh encouraged for hunting for said uh, creatures in that tank so put some botanicals in there and go down to that uh, every other day oh here we go last ones i see here break fluid or break cleaner that one is actually solid out uh, instead of break cleaner though i recommend card cleaner we don't want you to ruin the seal on your aquarium Wait, what if you use WD-40? You displace all of the water in the snail, and the snail just unsnails. This is true. This is true. Big brain move. All right, guys. Thank you. Hydrogen peroxide works as a snail dip, just for the record. No, Dalton. (laughs) Yes, it does. This is where we sign off. (laughs) All right, until next time, squish those snails. Thank God. Thanks, guys, for listening to the podcast. Please go to your favorite place where podcasts are found, whether it be Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, wherever they can be found. Like, subscribe, and make sure you get push notifications directly to your phone so you don't miss great content like this. That's right. Put Adam in his place. The stuff I make came from a dumpster, looks like a dumpster. Then we found his house and put onion rings in his mailbox. Facebook is for old people. Mom, I want it. It's a dollar. Sometimes you just got to sacrifice a few to the aquarium gods. Shit your pants. Yeah, shit your pants. Shit your pants. Shit just, your pants. Just shit your pants. Because you're a madman. He does have some nice pigeons. I'm a lot of guy to look at. Spit in my face. I'm a hoe. Give us a bone. Oh. You're 20. I can make those jokes. A little aquarium schneef. The cops are on their way. You can suck my big toe. Oh, yeah. A little bit of koi juice. <laughs> <laughs>